going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 28 of Trail Tales. I can't believe I'm already at 28. That's insane. My name is Kyle O'Grady, and this is the show where I, a thru-hiker and peak bagger, chat with other thru-hikers and peak baggers and maybe some ultra runners at some point if I ever get around to doing that. Just a bunch of hiking nerds like myself, and we just have a good time. And on today's episode, I definitely had a good time. It was one of my favorites. I chat with Baker Bocorny, who is back all the way from episode 9, I believe, we discovered at the beginning of our chat here. That was the last time he was on the show, and for this episode, we focused entirely on gear. I know everybody's favorite thing to talk about. I've kind of neglected to do a gear episode for a while now, and I kind of talk about that uh, at the beginning of the conversation, but... I finally broke and I did it. Baker is kind of a gear nerd, so it worked out really well. And we just, we had a lot of fun. Baker and I have a very similar sense of humor, so I always have such a blast chatting with him. I think we're gonna do another episode pretty soon here, so get stoked for that. Baker, when you hear this, thank you so, so much for not only taking the time once, but taking the time again to talk with me and, you know, just kind of do this episode. I had a blast and yeah, just thank you so much. We're going to get into the conversation in just a second here. First, I got to say a couple things. The first is that I just feel like I have to say something about the awful, awful, tragic circumstances that occurred on the Appalachian Trail this past weekend. Um, it's really it's really been on my mind a lot since this happened, and I just, I, I don't know, I just felt like I had to say something here. This is the first murder that's happened on the Appalachian Trail since I've been involved in this community. You know, it's not the first to ever happen. There have been, you know, too many. I think it was like eight or nine before this, something like that. You know, eight or nine too many, but, you know, a handful before this. And those never really affected me at all just because they happened like before my time, right? And I just, you know, they were just kind of another novelty of the trail, I guess, which sounds really stupid, right? But if I can kind of explain what I mean by that, just as an example, I remember on my thru-hike last year, I stopped at the Wapiti Shelter in Virginia, um, not too far from where this awful event occurred last weekend, and, you know, that was a shelter that I believe in, like, the early 90s, two people had been brutally murdered at, and the shelter, the structure is different now, and I believe the shelter's in a slightly different spot, too, like, it's still the same area, but they, they moved the structure, and... I just remember I sat there for like a second. I didn't even like take my pack off. I was just kind of flying through there. And I just kind of tried to take it in for a second and think about what happened there. And then I just kind of kept hiking and moved on and didn't really think very much about it. You know, it didn't really affect me too much. It was kind of just another thing that I saw on the trail. You know, it was like, oh, today I stopped at this view and, you know, I went into this town and, you know, I... I went to this landmark and, and just one of those like stops was this shelter where this happened. And like I said, it was like a, it was, it was kind of like another novelty of the trail. And I honestly feel kind of stupid for that now after this past weekend's events and how much they've just kind of been bumming me out. Honestly, um, it, it just sucks. And it's, it's, it's a nightmare scenario for anybody. And I would hate for anybody to have to go through something like that you know, anywhere, but especially on the Appalachian Trail, place that's supposed to be so positive and so uplifting for so many people. Um, you know, I I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just, I hope this doesn't discourage anybody from 
through hiking or, or still getting outside the Appalachian trails, a very safe place still. And, you know, my heart goes out to the victims and the hikers that were around that were affected by this and everybody's families and, and loved ones. It's just, it's such a bummer. It's so sad. And, you know, the, this episode was recorded a few days before this happened. So thankfully this, this is not a bummer of an episode. Like I said at the beginning, I, I had a lot of fun with this one, but you know, I, I don't know. I just felt like I had to say this, please keep the victims in mind. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about this. Um, let's see on that note, I guess really the only other thing I'm going to say in this introduction is that if you want to check the show out on social media, please go do that. Uh, Instagram at trail tales, pod, Twitter at trail tales, pod, Facebook, you know, just search trail tales. Um, I think we're, I think we're just going to get into it. I think that's enough, uh, rambling in this introduction. Like I just said a second ago, this episode is not a downer of an episode. Um, I, it's very much the contrary to how my tone sounds right now. So I hope you enjoy it. Episode number 28 with Baker Bo Corny, round two, Appalachian Trail, Florida Trail, and half of the Arizona Trail class of 2018. Alright, episode number 28, I, yeah, it's 28 of Trail Tales. Uh, I'm here with Baker Bocorny, another repeat guest. Baker was a guest all the way back on episode number, oh jeez, I don't even remember, dude. It was, it was in single digits. It was, yeah, it might have been like seven. I'm literally pulling up Spotify like right now because I'm kind of curious now, honestly. I'm going to say seven, yeah. that's my guess. What, what's what's your guess? Uh, I think it was like eight. Eight? Maybe nine. Maybe I nine. Feel like, here, I can. I, I'm, I'm no, no, no. Quick. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Spinning. It's spinning. Oh, eight. It was eight. Eight. Shit. Okay, cool. Eight. All right. So yeah, a long time ago, we recorded that back in uh, the beginning of December. So Baker, yeah. it's it's good to have you back. Thanks so much for taking the time again. I really appreciate it. Today we're gonna be doing the entire episode on gear, people. So like, obviously, gear talk is just like one of the most popular subjects for people that are interested in like hiking podcasts or YouTube videos, any sort of like backpacking related content. Um, and I kind of have neglected to do like a dedicated episode on gear since I started this. I've talked about gear in a couple and a number of other episodes. Um, but I, I never really just did like a full episode on gear and <clears throat> Are you getting emotional over gear? <laughs> I'm it's, it's, there's no, there's no, I mean, I love gear too, but I don't. I try to avoid crying. It's, oh, I, I've had a lot of embarrassing situations from that. So. Oh man, the sarcasm's already coming out. I love it. I, I feel like I feel like I didn't get enough of that from you last time. So this is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I? I was okay. So I was saying there that I haven't done the gear episode yet for like a couple of reasons. First of all, I. Just honestly, I went through like my gear phase. I think I've said this before on the show, but I went through my gear phase like five years ago. And like I had like a, a period of like two years, probably like right when I was first getting into backpacking where I was just watching every single gear YouTube video, even of gear that like I could never afford or would never carry. Like, you know, I was reading all the reviews online. I was browsing all like the cottage company websites and freaking REI and all that stuff. And like I was Checking super out, into like- it. Like mountaineering gear and stuff, yeah, in case, right. you, climbing in case you're gear. climbing Everest or something. 
I've never climbed a day in my life and I'm still looking at all the carabiners and shit. But like, you know, I was just like super, super into it for a long time. And then honestly, I just kind of burnt out on it. And I just, I just don't talk about it as much. That's, that's, that's the first reason. Second reason why is because honestly, most of the gear that I have now, I've had for like four to five years now. So I bought most of my gear now in 2014. I bought my we're going to we're going to get into like what exactly our gear is in just a second year but like I bought my pack then I bought my sleeping pad I got my hammock I think a couple years later but around like you're still pretty old by now um my trekking poles and I've had like most of that like big stuff since like 2014 like I said and I just it's lasted so I haven't really needed to update it so my gear is just kind of like it's still like good gear obviously since it's lasted this long but um it's just not like fresh and new and like sexy i guess so i think that's another reason why i just don't have the latest stuff so like it's i just felt like it's not as exciting but that being said this is a freaking hiking podcast so obviously we got to talk about gear so that's what we're going to do today um i i actually got a suggestion about this this morning from a listener named colleen so colleen thank you so much for your email because when i read it and she should she she suggested we do a gear episode or I do a gear episode I was like hmm I'm having Baker on tonight because we'd already kind of planned about doing this episode and I was like Baker loves to talk about gear like I would I would consider you a gear nerd Baker so you know I was like that's that's perfect so that's here we are that's what we're doing (laughs) so um I guess uh, just real quick here before we get into that Baker just for people that might not have heard your episode uh, your previous episode, that is. Why don't you just like explain a little bit about like who you are and like what you hiked and how you ended up meeting like me? <laughs> yeah. So in 2018, I started hiking around uh, March and I finished hiking around uh, beginning of November. And I hiked in that time. I hiked the Florida Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and about half of the Arizona Trail. Um, so and then it was in Maine or no, it was in Vermont, I guess. That we or, met? No, New, sorry, New Hampshire. Gorham. It was, New, it was Gorham. Gorham. In, in the, the hot, hot tub. tub. The it's, hot it's, tub It's so Gorham. funny because we were literally... Who was I talking? I was talking about this uh, with Flossie. Yeah. We, like, we would... like As I'm sure you realize once you started to hike around like our little crew, like we would often just like chirp people that we didn't know for like no reason. like Not like seriously like make fun of them, but you know just kind of like goof around. And I remember yeah. we were sitting in the hot tub and you and Little Bear were like trying to figure out how to get in. Like you couldn't like find the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, so, I remember that. <laughs> We were just like sitting there, like fucking chirping you guys, and then you like came in, and we actually became pretty good friends. <laughs> yeah, we like went to this door that we thought it was like a glass door, and we could see you guys all sitting in there chilling, and we're trying to figure it out, and we're looking at you, and you guys are just kind of like looking at us or ignoring us, and I was like, man, I know they're I know they're hiker trash. I saw them at our hotel. I don't know how they got in there, and then like we like finally went around, and then we're like. Oh, I got to sit with these assholes. And then it's like, okay, they're actually cool. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. So yeah, we yeah. met in uh, Gorham, New Hampshire. And we pretty much, I mean, we summited Katahdin the same day. So yep. we pretty much hiked all of Maine, like, kind of seeing each other off and on. I'd say probably at, like half the nights at least in Maine we like spent together or like we saw each other at least half the days. Probably even more than that, honestly. So. Yeah. And the Hunter Mile Wilderness probably like, almost every night. Oh, we hell the yeah. Same, camped in the same place. We are ripping it ripping it through there dude yep for sure that was quite the time quite the time it was 
You know what? Sorry to interrupt. Today, today is the day that uh, a year ago, Little Bear and I started. Yes, I saw your so, uh, I saw your picture actually on Instagram. I meant to bring yeah, that up. I'm glad you said was, that. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? Feeling a little nostalgic today. I'm gonna gonna post that. So yep. it's a good day. Good day to do a hiking podcast. Yeah, for real. Okay, I was I was literally thinking about that like an hour ago, and then I should have made a note of it because I was gonna like bring it up, but you beat me to it. So that's that's pretty cool. May eighth, two thousand eighteen. I can't believe it's already been a year. Because my know. my start date's just in a couple days now. Because yeah, I started it's coming up soon. Little yeah, less than a week. Damn, that's that's crazy. What a year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's uh let's talk about some gear. Um. Sounds good. Why don't we start? This is a big thing to start on, but like I think we're just gonna go through each of our gear lists. So Baker, um, you can you can start it off. Why don't we just like go through, um what like yeah like what what's your gear like let's yeah, uh, let's so, go through it let's do it so i've got my spreadsheet here what i'm gonna do is gonna go through each item and then i'm gonna read the weight it's it's about a you know 25 items so like you know buckle up here we go so okay, number I'll, one, I'll, I'm just I'll like i'll like cut you <laughs> i'll like <laughs> i'll cut you off if like there's anything i want to like talk about or make a i'm just kidding on. i'm just kidding i'll probably like just skip around to some of the important stuff here and okay then, i don't know i guess the first thing i'll say is to echo what you were saying in the intro is that like gear is definitely not the most important thing. I think it's actually good you've avoided talking about it for the most part because it really is secondary to the experience. Right? I would the agree, gear, for sure. The gear is, it's just the tool to get you there. And I, I'm mostly saying this to remind myself this because I'll spend a lot of time looking at gear and it's not like, it's not the important part. The important part is being out there hiking. So, yeah. But I do think that, um, you know, the right gear can make the experience a lot better and it can enable other types of experiences while hiking. So I do, uh, I, I, to me it is, and I just enjoy, you know, looking at gear and stuff like that. I'll be honest. I'm a, like you said, I'm a gear nerd. <laughs> As most hikers do for sure. Yeah. And, uh, my gear changed quite a lot last year. So I'll just kind of, um, I'll probably just start with like, I don't know. I'll start with the big three and I'll just kind of say what changed, uh, if, if I changed any of those. So, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So start first. I was, the, um, I was on the Florida trail and my base weight was about 13 pounds there. And this is when I was, you know, had the least experience and I was carrying some extra stuff for the floor trail that I wasn't sure if I needed because it's a little more remote and I just didn't really know what I was doing. So I had like two battery packs and I had like a set of maps and stuff like that, okay. even though I also had like the gut hugs for it. Uh, I also had like an orange like vest that was just like a safety vest, the kind of thing you'd like see a construction <laughs> worker wearing the side of the of the highway because it was hunting season. Or, uh, or okay. I, I'm laughing yeah. at you. That, that that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, but it's like there are definitely actual hunting vests. Mine was just literally like had reflective, you know, tape on <laughs> like it. Like you're stuff. like a construction worker. That's, that's yeah. So funny. It was it was bad. But uh, so I started out with like 13 pounds, and then by the time I was at the end of the Arizona Trail, actually the guy I was hiking with, who he was on one of your episodes, Sweatlines or or Joe Joseph, yeah. yeah. We were playing this game where we were like trying to coerce each other into getting rid of gear. So it was, so at one point I actually swapped my tent out for a tarp and I mailed my tent home. And later that night or later, like a week after that, I got this text from my parents. My mom's like, Baker, we opened this box. Is this your tent? And I was like, Oh, I didn't tell them that I'd replaced it. And they were like kind of shocked. They were like, my dad was like, no, 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 that, that's not his tent. And they went and like opened it up in the garage and looked at it. And my dad was like, that's his tent. And I, they, they, were, they were really concerned. And I was like, no, 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 I I, I have another shelter. But they, that's you so know, good. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, by the end of that, I think I was at around nine pounds there. So I, I dropped like, you know, a good amount of like four pounds or something over a hike, which is like, you know, it, I definitely could, could have dropped more, but it, it was pretty good for, um, you know, 
I, I would say just one year of, of hiking. And yeah. it's also hard to exchange gear while you're on trail. And oh, I couldn't sure. like just, I couldn't just like buy everything new too. Cause I had like, you know, I wasn't working. So I limited a budget anyway, let's get to the gear. So I started out with, um, my pack was the ULA ohm 2.0, which is a framed pack. I think it's like 60 something liters, uh, weighs about like 28 ounces, something like that. Um, and it was a, it was an awesome pack. I really, really, really liked it. And I used it all the way up until somewhere in Virginia on the AT. And I didn't get rid of it because I didn't like it. I mostly swapped because um, I was just carrying a lot less weight at that time. Like this was like peak summer. Yeah. I didn't have nearly as much um, cold weather gear, which I had more in Florida because it did actually get kind of cold like in March in Florida. Um, and I was just also, I was also hiking with Little Bear. So we were sharing gear too. And um, honestly, I just was getting more experience. So I just had less stuff I needed. So I switched to... Um, a frameless pack called the Gossamer Gear Kumo. The company is Gossamer Gear. It was the, the model. It's like a 36 liter frameless pack. And um, that was an awesome pack. I carried that all the way till the end um, of the Arizona Trail. And I really, really like that pack. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's, it was nice because you can, you can actually, like when you order it, it ships immediately. Unlike a lot of cottage companies, you could wait like up to six to eight weeks for oh, some gear dude. to come. Oh, dude! When I ordered my uh, quilt from Hammock Gear, like not yeah. to, not to like talk shit about Hammock Gear because I actually fucking no. love their their products, but like yeah, it took. I didn't realize like how long it took, and it actually was so long that I had to get it shipped to Neil's Gap just because like it was just barely not there in time for yeah. like when I left for the hike. <laughs> yeah, and that's a standard thing. So that's something like I would say to anyone who's looking at any of the cottage companies, like definitely check the wait times. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it's really common, honestly, to have to wait like two to three months, not maybe not three months, but it's really common to have to wait to wait. Yeah. A month plus. So that was a big reason I picked that pack out. It's also, it's a lot, it's one of the less ex- least expensive, um, frameless packs you can get. That is also like, not just like, uh, you know, like a, like a cheapo one. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's still a, it's a good pack. So um, and then I always had a liner, I always put a liner bag inside my pack. So I had a huge like trash compactor bag for the ULA. But then when I got the Gossamer gear one, they sell like these, um, pack liners and it was like half the weight. It was like oh, several really? ounces less. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I'm not the only one who weighed my trash compactor bag then. No, I weighed literally everything. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. So my trash compactor bag, looking at the, the, uh, spreadsheet here, it was like five ounces and the, the, the one from Gossam Gear is like 1.2 or something. So that was a, <laughs> it's a big deal. All right. You can't, you five know, ounce trash compact. Wait, let me, let me look at mine. I feel like mine, well, was, mine was huge. Like I, I, it was like a massive one and I cut it down to size, but it was just way wider than it needed to be. Like okay. it was, yeah. So anyway, but there's tons of options for, um, different pack liners, but anyway, a pack liner, I mean, to me, I prefer a pack liner over like a pack cover. A lot of people do co- put a pack cover to keep their, gear dry quote unquote but like pack covers they will wet out eventually and oh, you're sure. the whole back set your whole back's gonna get wet because it only covers the outside of your pack so the water's gonna just run down your back so personally i just prefer to embrace getting totally soaked like the outside of the pack and everything and then anything that needs to stay dry i have it in some sort of durable you know semi-durable like plastic bag liner yeah. on the inside yeah i i do pretty much the exact same thing like i i don't bother with the uh, pack covers i just do the trash compactor bag and pretty much everything else that's like <laughs> i don't even have like stuff sacks honestly like i just use a ziploc bag for like everything that's like loose in my pack and then yeah like, that's pretty much it no yeah i mean that's a good point i don't think i have any stuff sacks like it's all just 
Flossie is cringing right now, dude. That guy, he loves his stuff sacks. He's, man. All, he's a big, big stuff sack guy. Big stuff sack guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I mean, I can see like it's there's kind of it's kind of nice to stay organized, but honestly, I just like the the pack just kind of fits better. I think it all everything packs together like especially with your all your down stuff or your insulated stuff in there. Yeah. Like it just kind of sits in there and it, it always works out. Well, and it's, especially right. with a with a frameless pack too, because yeah. I mean, you kind of want to just like fill it up like so that it's yep. like kind of even, right? I think people know what I'm saying there. So like you can't like just have like a bunch of like weirdly shaped things as much as you can if you had like a big frame pack. So yeah, makes sense. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, so moving on to the next one, the shelter. So I carried... The except for the last week of the Arizona Trail when I mailed it home and caused a, a panic, <laughs> um, I carried the uh, Z Packs Duplex, and in general, I, I loved that shelter. It, um, I, I got a two person one because I, I knew I was hiking AT with Little Bear. If I was doing one person, I probably would have gotten their one person version, which is okay. now the Altiplex. But um, I mean, even for a two person shelter, it's so light. It's it's lighter than like a lot of one person shelters. Um, it also is very expensive. It was by far the biggest gear purchase. I spent weeks like staring at their website, looking at that price, just <laughs> thinking like, oh my gosh, like I just fretting over it. But um, in the end, like I decided that it was worth it because I knew that I'd be living in it for, I mean, yeah. I had, I was planning on doing, at that point I was planning on doing the Florida Trail as well. And then the Arizona Trail was just kind of tacked on as a last minute thing. So if I really average out like how many nights I spent in it and how much I spent per night or whatever, like it's, it was totally worth it to me. Okay. And it's, that's, it's that's so, yeah. And, but it is definitely expensive and you, you know, you don't have to, you know, there's no reason you have to get like that kind of gear. And it's not, it's not, um, expensive for no reason. The reason it's expensive is because it's made of, um, a material called DCF or Cuban fiber, Dyneema composite fiber is what it stands for. And that material is just expensive. Like there's just no way around it. Any, any DCF gear, um, is going to be expensive. So it's not like it's just like an overpriced like thing. It it actually it it's yeah. it's it's expensive for a reason. But um, um how much how much does the duplex weigh? It weighs so mine weighs 20 ounces with guy lines. Um it the the one wow. on the now now that's 19 ounces I think listed on their website. So <laughs> shaved, yeah, and, shaved an ounce. Well done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, <laughs> but but I mean it's a so it's a fully so to for people who aren't familiar with it, it's um it's a not. It's a non-freestanding tent. It's more like a tarp tent. It's single wall. Um, so by non-freestanding, I mean that it doesn't come with um, tent. It doesn't come with tent poles. You actually can get an add-on for it that adds tent poles. But what most people do is you just use your trekking poles yeah. to set it up. So that saves a bunch of weight because you're you have a multi-purpose item there that weight for your trekking pole. Which if you're using them already and carrying them already, then you can set up set them up, set up the shelter with it. It's single wall, meaning that um, there's no external there's no second fly and there's no inside <clears throat> excuse me bug netting it there's mm -hmm. like a bug netting doors and then there's just a wall of the tent um that does lead to condensation issues so like you know the the roof of your tent the ceiling of your tent will be wet uh using the how or, how bad was it usually especially on the at because you know the at is very like humid yeah. climate i'm assuming florida probably the same way yeah, I don't really know shit about Florida weather that time of year, but like, I don't know, like how, I mean, obviously you, you still like the tent. So like, how was it like managing that, I guess? So it is, um, yeah, you, it, it will definitely be damp on the inside. So if you like, you know, rub all over the ceiling of the tent, you'll, you'll get some dampness on you, but it's not like your gear gets soaked. Like it's just a little damp on the outside. So mm -hmm. the only part that really bothered me was, um, like I'm six foot three. And so 
I kind of like lengthwise my sometimes my toes sticking up would touch the ceiling on the very end where the you know the very end of the tent. Okay. And so sometimes my sleeping bag would be a little damp, but when I say damp, it's not soaked like the down was all compressed and it wasn't giving me any loft anymore. Like right. it was just it was just a little it was just a little damp. And so honestly, like you just get so used to being wet on the AT anyway. It's like whatever damp you're you're everything's damp already. So to me, it it really was not like a an unmanageable thing. I how, know that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, how did it do on the Arizona Trail in a drier climate? I assume. So yeah, it definitely had a lot less condensation. But honestly, there were times where it had condensation too. Like there were a couple times where it was snowing and stuff, and it built up condensation. So it you I would basically if you're gonna use a single wall tent or single wall shelter, I would expect you're gonna have condensation. But really, like I don't know. It's just designed. It's designed well. Where like as the condensation beads and runs down, it drips outside of the bathtub oh, floor. Okay. So it's you're not going to be sitting in water, but if you like, you know, put your arm up, you might bump, you know, some, yeah. some, you yeah, know, and uh, you know, might you might bump and get a little damp. The um, you can also open the doors up and open, you know, for better ventil- better ventilation that'll reduce it. But th- I've had times where I had the doors fully open and I had tons of condensation, and then I had other times where it was totally closed and I had no condensation. I think a lot of it just depends on the uh, the environment. Yeah, so, for but, sure. To me, it was not unmanageable. I think Little Bear it bothered her maybe a little bit more. Um, the thing that really bothered her, just to give like her perspective on it, was the uh, the you so getting splashback from underneath, like underneath the there's like storm doors which kind of cover up the netting part uh, for inclement yeah. weather, and there's a there's a gap underneath them, and so if you're on ground that is like kind of hard packed like on the AT often, um, if it rains heavy, the water will splash and it'll it'll come up through the netting so you can get a little damp that way again like we we survived like you know downpours in that and again your your gear will start to get damp on the outside but i didn't find it to be like a you know soaked where my sleeping bag didn't have any loft okay. anymore it was That's just good. more That's damp good. yeah and like honestly it happened like you know maybe two or three times on like a you know five month trip on the at which is you know super rainy so like yeah. you know a few nights like that in the summertime it's not that cold like not that big a deal like I would say for like a, you know, extreme winter conditions, I wouldn't take this. Like I, you maybe want a, a shelter that is actually a little more storm worthy. But in general, this thing has, you know, I, I liked it a lot. I know I think Little Bear likes it less. Um, she also didn't like the doors. The doors, like there's a pole in the middle of the door. And so she thinks you could maybe design a different tent. And there are other kinds of tents. But anyway, I, gen- in general, I, I it was an awesome okay. shelter. I, I really cool. liked it. Cool. Yeah. What about um sleeping gear? Yeah, so... For my, I, I had, I used like two different types of sleeping insulation. So I had a, first I had a, uh, a, a sleeping bag, which I bought like on Amazon for really cheap. It was down, but it was only rated like 40 degrees. And I had a few nights on the Florida trail where I was actually cold. And I was like, wow, if I'm cold in Florida, then this is, <laughs> this is not going to be good when I, you know, get into the mountains, which ironically, it was warmer the entire time until yeah, the very true, end. True. But it was at the, in the end, like in the whites in, in Maine, it was colder. Yeah, but, it um, definitely was. So I started out with a sleeping bag. It was a really cheapo one. Um, it was like an Aegis Max one. And it was, it was fine. It's just that um, it has like sewn through baffles, which it basically means that there's a whole, there's a point where the top layer, the outer shell and the inner shell is sewn together, which is basically like a cold spot. Like there's no loft there. Um, for 40 degrees, it's not a big deal, but I was pushing it below 40. So that's why I had problems. Yeah. So before I got in the AT, I switched to an, um, Enlightened Equipment Revelation quilt. Um, it was basically, this, it was the same weight as the Aegis Max, except um, the quilt was a 20 degree 
was was 20 rated for 20 degrees, whereas the Aegis Max was for 40. So the quilt in general um, saved a lot of weight. And so I it, like in general, I would recommend unless it's like a really you're going on a really cold um, environment, like for three season backpacking, like a quilt, in my opinion, is the way to go. Absolutely. Um, for sure. Yeah. And like, I don't know if we want to talk about like why that is now, but um, I to me, a quilts are are the way to go if you're sleeping on the ground like hammocks is a totally different story like you can talk about that but yeah i mean um, quilts I are like, like even better for hammocks too so right yeah. right yeah so yeah but i definitely and i like that it was warm enough i would say the the rate the weight of the sorry the temperature rating is probably not quite accurate i think it's probably more like a 25 degree rating um and i've looked online and people have people have uh kind of say the sim- similar things about um enlightened equipment stuff however i think they're now recently adding an overstuff or overfill, like basically additional down into okay. their bags by default. Cause I think their people are starting to complain a little too much, but for the AT was perfect. It was honestly too warm. Most of the time, the summer, the summer was crazy hot. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> by the time I got to Maine, I was super happy to have that 20 degree. And one thing I'll say about the revelation is that it's the type of quilt where, um, it unzips on the bottom. And so you can actually open up and lay it flat like a blanket, which was nice when it was warmer. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah. but then when it's colder, you can close up the foot box. So it's a little more modular. See, that's, that's kind of the same thing as mine. I have a, uh, what was it? A hammock gear econ 30 yeah. degree quilt, I think it's called. And I, I got the, like the foot box, like adjustable thing. So I could like have it just like a, basically just as a down blanket. Um, or yeah. I could kind of have the foot box and, I just did that because I wasn't sure like how I was going to use it, but yeah. I don't think I ever actually like undid the foot box. I, I like always right. used it with the foot box. So I don't know. I was, I was going to say in hindsight, I actually would have, they have another model I think called the Enigma. That one has a sewn closed foot box. I would have gotten that one because it weighs it like a couple ounces less because there's no zipper and drawstring. The other thing is that I know I'm, I'm, no, this, no, is, this, I'm, is, this is the level I'm at here. I, okay? I was just like imagining it from some no, I, like I get it. Trust me, I get it. I was just imagining like someone who doesn't like actually like care about backpacking that much listening to this. They'd be like, "Dude, it's a fucking zipper. Like, what's it's? I know. Probably weighs like half a gram. Like, it's fine. I know. I know. <laughs> but the I actually, get it. I get it. Trust me. Yeah, but the actually the other thing, more from a functional standpoint. That when you pull it out the bottom, there is still like a hole there, and so you that's, do lose that's a what little I was gonna insulation. Say, yeah. And the way it's built, like because you're you're there's like an elastic cord at the bottom that pulls it all together. It actually like it makes less space in the foot box. So I actually had problems where if I was sleeping on my back, my toes would be getting cold because they were pushing on the insulation and reducing it. Okay. So like like a you know one thing that I would consider is like you know getting a quilt that has like they have like I think there's a I think it's called catabatic. They make these quilts where like the foot box actually kind of sticks up a little bit at the end so your feet kind of fit in there better and so that's something that just yeah. from experience now like i never would have thought of it when i was buying it but from experience i've had a couple nights where i would prefer to maybe just have the closed foot box so yeah i would i would probably say that if like somebody listening to this is like thinking about getting a quilt or is going to get a quilt and they're trying to decide between the f- this is such a specific issue but like the foot box thing like we're talking about to get the like a adjustable foot box or get the sewn one i would say that if you like know for a fact that you want it to be adjustable then like that's fine like get it but if you're used to sleeping in a bag already i would say like and you don't have any problems with that i would say just get the the uh the sewn one or not yeah yeah this like the non-adjustable yeah, the close, one yeah, yeah close, close yeah that's the word yeah get the close yeah. one yeah and i guess since we're, we've talked so much about quilts we should just explain the difference between a quilt and a bag the main yeah a quilt is more like a blanket that lays on top of you whereas a sleeping bag is is going to be fully enclosed so you're going to have you know like insulation that's you know, below you and above you fully enclosed so for like really cold environments that's the way to go 
But if you're in a more like a three season situation, um, a quilt is going to save you weight because it does not fully enclose you. And you might think, well, my back's going to be cold. But actually what happens with a sleeping bag when you lay on it, the part that's the insulation that's below you, it gets crushed. And so there's no loft and th- yeah. therefore it's not keeping you warm. And so you're the insulation from below you if you're on the ground at least is going to be from your sleeping pad and so it actually won't really maybe it will be a little colder because what you'll get is like drafts and stuff and you shift around like it'll open it up but honestly like they make good pad strap systems that kind of like hold the sides down so um that's the main difference between a quilt and a uh you know a sleeping bag and you're with a quilt you're just not carrying all that that wasted loft because when you lay down in it and it gets compressed it's essentially it's useless so um yeah I would definitely recommend like look into using a quilt for like a three season sure. type Dude, situation. Quilts quilts are hot right now, man. Quilts are like on the up and up. I remember when I went through my gear phase, like I was talking about earlier. Like I feel like not that many people used quilts back then. Like they were they were around, but not like super popular. Yeah. And now it's like every like it was pretty much just hammock people that were using them back then. And now yeah. everybody's using quilts. Tent people, no. hammock people, tarp people, friggin' bivy no, people. Sure. I can't even think of any bushcrafters maybe like, Bushcraft. I, don't, I don't even nah, <laughs> i don't know no they don't they don't even use a insulation they just sleep on they, the they build on yeah they build their own yeah actually even thermarest like is making a quilt now so they're even like the big companies starting to do it so you're you're definitely correct they're getting more popular for sure for sure um st- you didn't Seem- say your sleeping pad yet right no so the sleeping pad i used for most of the trip well first i used the um full like six foot long or whatever it is the full length um thermarest neo air x light um so it's like the yellow one it's like the one of the most popular seating pads it, yeah. it's pretty expensive the one that's but like really loud and sounds yeah, like you're yeah when you just get like it keeps new, everybody up in the shelter yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you get it new it's very crinkly people complain about that it is noisy to roll around on but honestly it's such a good night's sleep it's like super comfortable it has like a pretty good r rating like 3.2 r rating which is like how warm it keeps you from the ground um it's it is more expensive but the the weight to warmth and comfort ratio is just insane so like for a long hike i i found it to be useful. Um, and then I think somewhere in like the middle of the AT, um, I swapped with little bear. She actually took my really, my really long, <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. <laughs> she, t- she took my like six foot long one and she's like four ten, So it was totally long <laughs> for her. And she had, um, the, the women's short one, which basically was like torso length on me. And mostly I was just, so it, it only went from like my top of my head to like just below my hips. Like it, it just, I could just lay on it with my hips sideways. And the reason I did that is um, it was mostly just to try to save four ounces. Uh, and I just wanted to see if it would work. I was curious, like, if sleeping with a torso length pad would work for me. And it, I found out it did. It did work. Um, it was, you know, it was just more like a, it was a nice way to experiment with it because she had it already. And if it, if yeah. it didn't work out, I could just take it back from her. Um, but so, like, when I sleep, I just put, I have the, you know, the sleeping pad for my torso. And then for my legs, I just put, like, my pack. You know, I just lay my pack out with it empty. And I just, you know, it keeps you warm enough for, like, fairly warm conditions. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to Arizona, I actually switched again because I read a bunch of stuff before I went there that kind of the ground, um, it was common for your sleeping pads, like for inflatable ones to maybe get popped. So I actually switched to the Thermarest Z-Lite, which is that um, egg crate looking one that folds up into sections. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, so I took eight took eight of those, eight sections of that, which is like torso length for me. And that was a little colder. The R, R value is not as high on there, but it didn't pop. I mean, it obviously didn't pop because it's <laughs> close foam. But, so and I can't I can't comment if like um, an inflatable one would have popped. I don't know. There were a lot of campsites that it probably would have been fine. But the other thing that I liked about that is it made it made for like an amazing sit pad while like taking breaks. So I left it on the outside of my pack and like 
you just throw it down. You don't worry about anything bad happening to it. So I got to use it more often. So it was a little more like multi-purpose that way. So, but it is like obnoxious and bulky on the outside of your pack. So I don't know. And it's, it's not as comfortable too. It's obviously like you're on the ground and you have a little, a lot less foam or a lot less insulation. Yeah. So you don't have like the same padding, but I did use that and it was fine. I actually slept really well in it. So that was, that was fine too. Um, I also used like an inflatable pillow for a little while, but that was during that um, gear challenge, get rid of your gear challenge thing that Joe <laughs> and I were doing. Like I did send that home and actually found I didn't need it. Um, I'm kind like of surprised air- you didn't send it home earlier, honestly. I feel like that's one of the first things that like ultralighters will send home is the, uh, yeah. the pillow. Well, I just didn't, I don't, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I just, you know, once Joe was like, oh, I sent my pillow home. I was like, well, I have to send mine home too. And it forces <laughs> you like, you know, like I was just afraid of getting a bad night's sleep. And, but once you send it home, you're, you have to, it forces you to be creative. Yeah, you got to deal with it. And so sure. I, I figured it out. And actually what I did was I took one of those platypus bottles, like the soft ones, and yeah. I blew it up a little bit and made a little pill. And then I put my like, rain jacket on top of it. And it, it was actually pretty comfy. So I didn't need the, nice. now, now I don't need the pill anymore. Um, and then I guess this is basically sleep system was my, my down jacket. I have the, um, the mountain hardware gear. Um, Oh, what is it called? Can't remember the name of it now. It's like the, it's the, the ghost whisper, sorry, ghost whisper. Um, yeah. And that's a, that was a, I, I really like it. It's also very expensive, unfortunately, but, um, uh, most down is cause just down itself is yep. kind of oh, pricey, yeah. but I really liked it. Um, I carried it for the whole AT, which was really stupid because it was so hot in the summer, but I did carry it just in case it got cold. I was like, you know, I don't know. I was worried about that, but Either way, it's it's pretty good. It's definitely not like a super warm one, but it only weighs like eight ounces, so it's warm enough for three season backpacking. And um, you know, if you just if you get to camp at night and just basically put on immediately and then dive into your sleeping bag quick, like it, it should be warm enough. So okay, word. Um, okay, so going down to I guess I'll also mentioned part of the it's sort of part of the shelter, but I used um, uh, for trekking poles I used the black diamond carbon cork um alpine i think they're alpine carbon cork is what it's called but basically it's the ones with the they're like carbon fiber and they have cork handles and cork handles are so nice it like absorbs all the sweat and grime and stuff they're way more comfortable yeah yeah i really really enjoyed having the the cork handles so that and i i can't compare it to like metal trekking poles in terms of carrying extra weight in your hands but i don't know they were super durable i i'm still using them i really really like them nice okay so should I dig further into all the miscellaneous stuff? I guess I could talk about like you should I just like hit the highlights because I don't think I really want to read every single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, let's just do like a couple more. Yeah, just like the highlights. Like you okay, said. so uh, for water filtration, um, I used a Sawyer squeeze, which is a very popular one. If you and... if you're listening to this and you don't know what a Sawyer yeah. squeeze is, then I, I don't yeah. even I don't even know what to say. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Sawyer squeeze is super popular. Um, I used. I used both the mini and the regular size one at different points in the hike. I would not recommend the mini. It it um, clogs up and you have to back flush it a lot more and the flow rate is just not it's as trash. good. It's trash. It's yeah. trash, dude. I, I had one a couple of years ago too. Like the year it came out, it got like super popular real quick and I jumped yeah. on that train and then just like everybody else the next year, I went back to the regular because <laughs> it, yeah, it's it, just, it's like what, like two ounces heavier and it's just night and day, the flow rate. So yeah, it really, and so, I mean, yeah, you have to pick your battles and you know, it, yeah, it was, it is lighter, but I was just, it was just too slow after a while and I backflushed it constantly and I just couldn't make it work. Um, and one interesting thing is when I was in Arizona, I was also carrying the Sawyer squeeze, but, um, at some point, like that was back, that was clogging up a, like a ton. Cause the water sources in Arizona are like pretty sketch often. <laughs> They're not like the AT where it's like nice 
crystal clear mountain spring water. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff in that water. And so um, Joe actually switched to Aquamira drops. So he was just dr- like straight up drinking the brown water after just barely pur- just purifying it. Yeah. And so oh, and all the floaties and all the little stuff you know swimming around there he was just he was just drinking it all and honestly i would maybe do the same thing if i was in a similar water situation because the it was clogging constantly like i had to back flush it basically after filtering just like a couple liters of really nasty water oh Um, wow yeah it was because the water it it obviously depends on the water source right but there are some times where you just you have no no option so i would say for really cloudy water i maybe would consider not using a filter um just because it really yeah, it, it really it they can back you know they can clog up pretty yeah, quickly. But like yeah. on the AT and like anywhere you have good water sources, like no, the the source squeeze is like so convenient. And I just screw it onto the top of like a one of those plastic you know the smart water bottles. Um, I don't you don't even to, to save a little weight you don't have to carry the extra bags. Um, you know the, the squeeze bags that they come with, and you just can just squeeze it straight out of the bottle. Like yeah. and uh, it's actually I find it easier to fill the bottles because they retain their shape in the water friends in there oh for sure way easier and then honestly the reason why i like switched to the sawyer way back in the day because i i did it before it was cool like no offense to everybody of course. but <laughs> obviously of um, course. uh the reason i switched is because i started out with a <laughs> one of those uh stereo pens which are just i mean maybe oh, they m- maybe they've come a long way since i used it because that was a number of years ago now but yeah. back in 2000 and 13 or 12 whenever i bought it like those things were trash so i didn't like having to wait right like i didn't like having to wait like a minute to like filter the water or uh, like clean the water i didn't like using iodine i used that a couple times too uh you know almost the same concept as aquamira just because i didn't like to wait for the chemicals to take effect in the sewer it's like you just fill your bottle up and you just like you just drink it like it's it's right there like uh, that's my favorite thing about the story it's just so convenient you know like you just said well, and you you mentioned the Steri pen. Actually, that one's not a that one's like an actual filter, right? It's not like the the light one, is no, it? No, no, I was talking about the light one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So the yeah, UV one thing light. about yeah, the one thing about the light ones is like with me, I, I get concerned about if the batteries die or something like that. That's yeah, literally um, exactly what happened to me a couple times, and that's kind of yeah. what put me over the edge too. I was like, I can't, I can't be relying on batteries for something as like important as water out here, you know? Yeah, I agree. And another along those same lines, um, the Sawyer has a similar, not as bad, but it has a similar weakness in that if it freezes, um, yeah, it actually can damage the inside of it. So that was another thing. It was like below freezing pretty much every night in Arizona. So that was another thing, Joe didn't have to worry about whereas i always had to like make sure i stuffed my sawyer down in the foot of my foot box my bag mm-hmm. um and in terms of like waiting for it to purify on the at that would have been super annoying but in arizona like you had maybe one to two water sources a day and you probably gonna, were going to take a break at that water source so like waiting 20 minutes to drink the water wasn't as big of a deal as i thought it yeah would i be. mean i've um, never really hiked anywhere that didn't have like great water sources honestly so yeah i, I, no. I haven't really thought about that yeah, but yeah, it's just like an interesting consideration. I just thought it was a bad idea when Joe switched, but then after a while, I was like, actually, I kind of wish I, you know, was going to do that too. But anyway, that was, so it was kind of interesting. I could never consider I would use Aquamira, but that was kind of a situation where maybe I would. Um, okay. And then I guess uh, I'll talk a little bit about like, cook stuff. So, or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on the Florida Trail, I cold soaked and I didn't have a stove. And I use the Talenti gelato jars. Those are really awesome. Um, they 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 fit. The only thing is they don't fit like a full ramen bomb, like the ramen and the mat, the potatoes at the same time. <laughs> so gross, it's the dude. one downside. Oh so man, it's the one downside is that they don't quite fit that. But um, I I really do like the Talenti jars for for cold soaking. Um, and then we on the AT we carried um, the oh, what is it? 
it's that what is it the the really it's like the less than an ounce stove i can't remember the name of it but it's like 15 it's someone you can get like 15 dollars just on amazon. just like an amazon yeah just like the amazon i i don't know the name of it but i know there's like one on amazon that like everybody yeah. gets pretty much yeah yeah so anyway so uh little bear had that for a week we carried that for a while um and i think around virginia or somewhere we sent that home because it was so hot out that we were just like and we were just too tired to like cook at the end of the night we just enjoyed like having the cold mush that was already soaked and ready to go um <laughs> And then by the end of the AT, I actually started experimenting with not even cold soaking, just like eating anything that's like already prepped and ready to go. Yeah. Par- partly because I was like thinking that when it was cold out, I wouldn't want to have to sit and like try to clean out the cold soak jar and stuff. Like I would just want to sit in my sleeping bag and eat. Um, and so I actually did that all the way through the rest of the Arizona Trail. And one thing I like about that is like you just, I basically would just have a bunch of Ziploc bags, like a bunch of random food in them. And I would just kind of eat in a big circle and like have a wide variety of food every time I ate. So I didn't have to eat like a whole thing of like mashed potatoes and stuff, which would get a little, but you maybe get tired of it by the end. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I, I probably would do that again. It's just such a nice, no hassle thing. Like you don't have to worry about having water. Like you just like you, you know, if you dry camp, it's no big deal. Like you just, you're just, you're good to go. Like you, you can just eat your food right away. But it is. It does get a little rough after a while. I was happy to get home and eat like real food again after that. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then should I guess I can talk a little bit about clothing, or should I? Should you go on your your list now? What do you think? Um. I wish. I wish we could see what the people want, but we can't. It's just you and <laughs> okay. I right now, Baker. Um. All right. Uh. I'll. I'll. I'll go through some of my stuff, and then yeah, I think we, we should. We should circle back to now circle back to clothing after so i'll, I'll just make Sounds it pretty good. quick because like i said i don't really have like the newest like sexiest gear and everything but <clears throat> hey it got the job done yeah it did it did so i had let's all right I'm, I'm just gonna go down my my spreadsheet here uh hammock tarp is the first thing so this is ordered by weight too so i have a i i took a really uh cheap tarp on the at honestly i just didn't really have it in my budget to to get a new tarp um that's probably the the like lowest quality or lowest like value anyways piece of gear i have um it was just like a 40 dollar. the brand was chill gorilla and it weighs it weighs um yeah the the logo is pretty the logo is cool i've never seen that (laughs) it weighs uh 23 ounces which is a lot but like i said it was like 40 it was like 40 bucks and as far as like durability goes um like no issues there at all like it uh it's it's heavy but it's not like it wasn't like cheap i guess you know like it wasn't like low quality um and it was it was a huge tarp too which was great i'd never used a tarp that big before i always had like the like barely big enough tarp that came with my hammock which i guess we'll go on to my hammock um i have a hennessy hyperlight hammock it's a couple it's like it's pretty old now it's a couple years old um i'm honestly not sure how they are uh nowadays compared to like the one i have maybe they've changed them maybe they haven't i don't know they could not even make them honestly anymore. I, I really don't know, but I <laughs> love that hammock. Of business. Yeah, right. <laughs> they uh, that thing weighs uh, twenty three ounces as well. So I just one thing I, I noticed. Yeah, your duplex weighed about twenty ounces. You said. <laughs> yeah, twenty ounces. So that's yeah, literally like half as heavy as my entire uh, setup. My entire uh, yeah, my my entire like a uh, uh, shelter. That's what I was looking for. And that's my entire the, shelter setup. And the duplex is for two people. So like yeah, true. Yeah. True. Yeah, but um, but probably uh, several several times the price at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I could definitely get that tarp weight down. I'm not honestly. I'm I'm gonna be buying a new tarp soon, probably before the next time I do any sort of like through hike or anything like that. So I don't really know what they go for. I haven't started that research yet, but I I imagine 
like a similar, maybe a tarp that's like slightly smaller than mine, I could probably get that down to at least like 15 ounces, maybe even less. Yeah, like I said, if I'm it's not... DCF, it could be less for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up was my quilt. So I, I we kind of already talked about this. Hammock Gear Econ 30. That thing weighs 21.25 ounces, which isn't too bad, honestly, for a 30-degree quilt. You could go lighter, but I, I don't remember the exact price on this, but I do remember thinking at the time that it was, like, by far the best, um like, weight to price ratio that I could find. And, I mean, it's called the Econ. Like, it's... I, I think it was, like, a hundred and... I should just Google it real quick so I don't... Yeah, like... <laughs> Hammock, Gear, Hammock Gear is known for making, like, very reasonably priced, like, down quilts. And also, they make quilts for ground sleepers, too. It's not, like, the name... The, the name of the company is a little misleading. So if, if you're like looking for like a pretty budget like quilt that's still like good quality, like hammock gear is a good one to look Absolutely. at. Absolutely, sleeping on the I ground. I mean, I I used it on the ground. I used it uh, in my, you know, in my hammock as well. So yeah, uh, this says see. So, okay, so I have it in my spreadsheet. I have it at twenty one point two five for some reason. Oh, maybe because I got the 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 long or not the long. I got the wide. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. So yeah. Um. So it's, it's not super heavy, and it's one hundred and twenty. The, or the the 40 degree is 100 and wait a minute i'm looking at this wrong i guess it was like 160 bucks so like really not too bad like some of the the down like ultralight bags that are even less or even more expensive um no i, I said that wrong uh some no, of the I, I know, yeah the enlightened equipment ones are like twice that price yeah so yeah, yeah for basically sure. um so not too bad my next thing is my pack so I have a very very old ULA CDT pack. Um, it's a it's I it might be their only frameless pack. I I honestly I'm not up to date on that, but I think at the time it was their only frameless pack. And without like some of the extra like pockets and attachments it comes with, it weighs about 17 ounces. Which I I'm sure there's lighter packs at uh, now, but at the time this was like one of the lightest packs I could find that like wasn't just like really small i guess because pretty sure it's a 50 liter pack like there's a ton of room in there uh for a frameless pack especially and i love that thing like you think a frameless pack especially one this light might not like hold up dude i've literally taken this thing on every single backpacking trip i've done since the beginning of 2014 and i mean i i took it all the way through the at as well and i i just took it on my foothills hike and I, I honestly like kind of want to get a new pack at this point, but I like just can't justify because like this the CDT thing is still going so strong. Yeah, and, um, ULA makes super durable gear. Like, they're amazing, that, honestly. Like I this yeah. is like one of the the best like gear choices I've I've ever made, honestly. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna well use it into too. the ground pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah, and for sure, I think it was like a hundred and. 20 or 130 bucks at the time like i i'm not sure what it is now but yeah that was in 2014 um my down jacket was a sierra designs down jacket honestly i don't remember the name of the model because again i got that a couple of years ago too like everything on here um but that <laughs> that thing's awesome it weighs 11.42 ounces so i could honestly it's it's definitely getting pretty grimy because i mean i used it for all my hikes since i got it in 2015 maybe and it's i also just use it a lot like just around like during the winter as well just when i'm going to work or whatever so i'm i'm probably going to be updating that soon i could probably i could probably get that weight down a little bit 11.42 isn't too bad but like i think you you said yours was lighter so it's like eight yeah <clears throat> um my next thing <laughs> so this is ridiculous i i got a back in 2014 when i bought my cdt pack um i also bought a thermores z light the accordion uh eggshell thing that we were kind of talking about a few minutes ago and <laughs> it was, it, it, i have the small one so i think it weighs about 10 ounces yeah 10 ounces 
and it's um I use it as the frame of my pack, so I just like slide it in where my back goes, and like the ULA CDT has like some straps too that you can kind of like use to hold it in place, and that thing works perfectly. Honestly, is it as comfortable as like a actual framed pack? Probably not. Is it so uncomfortable, or is it is it even uncomfortable? I I wouldn't even say it's uncomfortable. It's just not like the most comfortable. So that's like fine with me for the weight savings. Um, yeah, actually, like one thing that I think about frameless packs, I actually find them in some instances they're more comfortable because you don't have this like big rigid thing on your back, and yeah. like it obviously depends on the design of the and how much the, weight you're carrying in the, in the, the backpack. Pack. Yeah, but like I actually find like for rock scrambling and stuff, I really like having a frameless pack. Uh, it just kind of molds your body more. But yeah, and the bigger when you're carrying more weight, for sure, a frame a, a frame pack is going to carry more comfort. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the ridiculous thing about this Z Lite pad for me is I so I bought this specific pad in 2014 and by the time I even like got around to like heading out for the AT this thing was like way worn out like I should have replaced it already by that <laughs> point like it, the, I don't I don't know what the R value is exactly the R rating um but it had definitely like decreased quite a bit just because it's like so compressed and just like shitty. And then yeah. I didn't replace it on the AT, so, like, it's even worse now. Like, I used it oh, the entire man. AT. And, like, because I'm not only sleeping on it, like I said, I'm using it as, like, the frame, so I feel like that kind of compresses it, too. So, yeah. I don't know. Mine, like, almost, like, doesn't have, like, any insulation anymore. I, I really need to replace that. And for some reason, I never thought of it until I was on the Foothills Trail last week, and I was like, hmm, I should not be this cold using this pad. So, I need yeah. to get a new one of those. But I really like the Z-Lite. Um, it works great in the hammock. And it it's not like the most comfortable thing on the ground, but I've slept in shelters with it like a shit ton, so like it's it's really not a big deal. Yep. Um, so my next thing is clothing, AT guide. I, I feel like that's pretty much all my my big stuff, right? Uh, I, I went over all the yeah the big four there. Um, I I didn't let's see rain jacket, frog togs. I know you were the same boat yeah, there. Yeah, frog togs are the shit. Oh, cooking. So I. I carry a cook pot and a stove and all that stuff. And I will honestly probably always do that. I know like Baker talked about how like it, de- it definitely would be more convenient and save like a good amount of weight for sure. Um, if I didn't, but it's like such a luxury for me. Like I, I just can't see myself ever getting rid of that. Honestly, as much as I would like to like do that, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm trying to look and see how much all that stuff weighs. Let's see. I, I'm, yeah, I got my, he- my categories up here. I mean, gear is like a super personal thing. So yeah, like some people definitely can't do without certain, having certain items and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's no, you don't need to be like, oh, that person's carrying less than me. I must be like a bad hiker. <laughs> like that's, it's, it. I think the hike your own hike thing applies to what gear you're carrying to. As long as you're like safe and comfortable and enjoying it, then that's all that really matters. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So my, my pot, I have an MSR Titan kettle, which is like the uh, titanium, one of the titanium ones. It's a pretty popular pot. I'm guessing a lot of people have probably seen that before. Um, I think it's like 0.8 liters or something like that. I just, I, I don't remember. I just remember when I bought it again in like 2014 that it was like slightly bigger than most of the other pots in its like weight range, which is a little less than four and a half ounces, 4.3 ounces. And I also like it because, I mean, it's a kettle, so, like, you can actually, like, like uh, strain strain noodles. Like, I like to eat a lot of just, like, mac and cheese when I'm hiking, so I yeah. can, like, cook the noodles in it and then, like, strain all the water out with it, which I, I like. One time I did accidentally, because <laughs> you basically just put the cover to the pot on it and then just dump out the water. Right. And one time I, 
I, I must have not been holding the cover on or something. And it came off while I was straining the water and all my noodles just went all over the ground. And I was oh, so mad, dude. Oh, no. I was so mad. That was when I was on oh. the long trail in 2016. Thankfully, oh. I had some extra ramens. <laughs> it was like after my hardest day, too. Oh, man. I, I don't yeah. even want to go there. That was, that was, that was a rough night. <laughs> Spilling food is the worst because not only did you waste all that time and energy in carrying it, like then you have to yeah, clean right? it up because you're going to have animals. It's like you can't just leave it there and be pissed. Like, no, you have to like meticulously get every piece up if you don't want mice all over so your stuff. So ridiculous, yeah. That's the worst. Um, my stove, I have a pocket rocket, except mine is again, really fucking old. And like, <laughs> so like, it doesn't even look like the pocket rockets do now. Like I, I should probably replace that too. It's doing some, it was doing some funky stuff on my last, like, yeah. like I don't even like, sometimes it like won't connect. Right. I, that's probably a, a fire hazard at this point, honestly. So <laughs> Maybe. I, I need to, I'm probably going to get that Amazon stove. I've tried the alcohol stove thing, but, um, I made like four or five of them when I was like going through my gear phase. Yeah, and I used them a couple times, but I just, I just don't have like the the patience to deal with those things, dude. I just want to be able to like rip the fucking water and like get that shit boiling and just eat. I don't know. <laughs> just open that, open that nozzle up all the way. And just, you know, <laughs> just, just, just let just it rip, man. Full blast. Yeah. Just send it with the stove. Um, yeah. I have my spork. Oh, dude, I love my spork. I have a, <laughs> I have a purple. Um, titanium i think it's a snow peak spork yeah those things are amazing i mean anything titanium it's like you're not gonna like you're not gonna break it i mean yeah. maybe 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 you will maybe you just have like really strong like hands or maybe your stove rips even more than mine does but like i feel like you're not gonna break titanium i i i, I lost a spork one time but i it's just titanium spork like that's that's awesome um yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's that's probably like most of my important stuff oh actually actually um pillow so I don't bring a pillow, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Um, so in a hammock, I feel like, at least for me, I don't really need a pillow. So I would usually just take my down jacket and just like kind of put that underneath my underneath my head. And then usually by the time I woke up, it like wasn't even in the same position anymore. And I was just like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, you slept, so that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And then when I was in shelters, because I would usually stay in shelters whenever I was wet on the AT, um, I would just take my hammock. And I would just put that underneath, like, where my mm-hmm. head would go. And then I would yeah. just put, like, my down jacket or whatever extra clothes I had on top of that to just kind of cushion it a little bit. So that worked yeah. out pretty well, too. Again, probably not the most comfortable thing, but I made it work. And, like, I still slept fine. So that's yeah, pretty much you, what I did. You get used to it. And when you're so tired from hiking, like, you'll sleep in a lot of crazier situations than you would expect. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Um we're yeah shit we're we're almost at an hour here we've still got a few minutes here um i don't know which what, what should we talk about next baker is there any other like gear topics or any items maybe that we didn't get to that you want to talk about uh nothing like from my um from my okay. list of stuff i guess here's um here's a here's a question for you do you or like have you in the past ever taken any luxury items Oh, or yeah. what may or things that you would consider a luxury item? Uh, I guess because some people might consider like a stove, but nah, dude, I, yeah. I need that shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, well, actually, so ironically, the first trip we ever did, which is like a, just a one nighter overnight thing, I guess one of the luxury items I carried was a hammock because we were carrying a tent as well. Oh wow! And like <laughs> my, my pack was like super. It was so heavy. This is back when I had like an Osprey pack, and it was just it was like filled to the brim with just random stuff. So there was probably a lot of I can't even think of what was in there, but there was probably a lot of luxury items like in there as well. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I, when I started out, I had done like a lot of research, so I had things pretty well 
like I really wasn't carrying aim with any of those like classic ridiculous things that like some people carry that you like a huge cast iron skillet or like a hatchet <laughs> camp chairs or, man camp chairs camp all chair, the way oh, the camp I, chairs. i'll be honest like i whenever i see somebody hiking with a camp chair like attached to their pack i think it's oh. kind of goofy but whenever i see someone sitting on one at camp i'm always so jealous like yeah i'll, I'll never know. carry one like i'll definitely never carry one but like oh yeah. man th- that shit does look pretty comfortable sometimes i can't lie for sure no, same with like when I'm cold soaking and you guys be firing up your mac and cheese and stuff. I was, I definitely got some envy at that those times. And like when it was cold in Maine, I was like, Ugh, that looks a little better than like yeah, my see, peanuts see, here. I could, I could see I'm still, I still don't think I would do it, but like I could see like someone reasonably getting away with the no stove thing uh, when it's like warm during the summer. But like uh, in Maine and like no hot coffee either. Like, dude, I, I like, I'm a huge coffee drinker. I yeah. drank like three cups at work today. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally get it. I, I don't, I don't really know. I'm looking through my list here. Like, I don't see anything that was super. I don't know, super luxury. I think that you these can are treat yourself, I'm, man. Come on, maybe you're, I can, you're saving all that weight. You might as well fill it back up with some fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, one fun thing. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't see anything super. Uh, I don't know. I mean, unless you can see like a full length, you know, sleeping pad like luxury. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think most people would consider that luxury. Honestly. Right, right. So. Yeah, I, I don't really see too much on my list either. Um, no, well, your pack was pretty dialed in. Like, you were definitely one of the lightest people I, I met out there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't even think I said my base weight. So this spreadsheet I'm looking at right now says 12.44. I feel like it was a little bit heavier than that because I, oh, actually, oh, one, one thing we didn't talk about. Um, Camp shoes. We didn't talk about oh, camp shoes at all. That's, yeah, that's a luxury. Probably item because I was both initially. of us like the, like don't really. I I so here's my thing with camp shoes. I carry them if I'm doing like a longer through hike. So like I carried them when I did the long trail. I carried them for most of the AT. But if I'm just doing like a shorter hike, like the foothills trail, uh, last week I usually will just like skip them because like I can just be like my feet can be uncomfortable for a couple days. But like if I'm gonna be out there for like months then i'm probably gonna bring them just for that extra like comfort i guess i don't know yeah that's a luxury item if you consider that a luxury item. that's something i carried on the floor trail and by the time i got to the atls i uh i had ditched those i actually found that like they weren't that convenient maybe the camp shoes i had i just had these really like light flip-flops and um they i found that when you're like at a shelter and you have to like go downhill like a steep hill to get to get water or something <laughs> yeah, oh, like it's not fun dude it wasn't very fun i was like this is like actually i would just prefer to have my shoes on so basically like at camp i would just take my socks off loosen my shoes up like a bunch and then if, if i had to walk around and then you know it ventilates a little better and then if you're sitting down you just take your shoes off completely like if yeah. you know if the idea is to get out of your hiking shoes to to wear camp shoes um that was i, I will say in maine we had to do those river crossings like i did uh, kind of was a little envious when everyone was busting out their camp shoes and I was like going barefoot or getting my, my shoes wet. Yeah. But there was one river crossing that someone just had a pair of, um, <laughs> what are those things called? The, uh, the big goofy, like, uh, I don't know, those rubber shoes. What are those called? Crocs? Um, Crocs. Yeah. They're not rubber, but anyway, someone had a pair of Crocs like on, it was happened to be on the edge of the shore on the side that I needed to go on. So I was like, <laughs> cool. So I took my shoes off, put those on. They were like way too small. I just crammed my feet in there and I like got across and I'm like, going to leave them right here on the other side. Someone coming the southbound. Next person, and then they're just, the shoes are just like hopping from side to side based on yeah, whatever can, crazy ha- hiker without camp shoes comes through. Yeah. And like, who knows how gross they were in, inside there, but they were going through like a cold <laughs> river. I feel like they're getting like washed out and stuff. So yeah. How many gross hiker feet have been in those things? It, yeah. Oh man. So I mean, you don't need camp shoes because you could probably just find a pair in the side of a river in Maine. Like that's you know, I would just bank on that. Yeah, for sure. No, what could go wrong? No, nothing. Yeah. 
In the no. middle of the 100-mile wilderness, you found them. <laughs> you could yeah. probably find them anywhere, right? Exactly. If they're in the 100-mile wilderness, then there's got to be shoes everywhere. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm Honestly, I'm still kind of torn on the camp shoes thing because, like, <clears throat> I started the AT without them. Like, I I, I was like, oh, I, I, I don't need them. Like, I'll save the weight. And then I got, like, super rained out for, like, the first, like, couple weeks on my AT hike, especially going through the Smokies. Yeah. And after that, when I got to Hot Springs, I, I caved and I, I just bought some like really cheap flip-flops, kind of like what you were talking about a second ago. And it's like, I, I don't remember. I, di- I didn't weigh them because I had them. I, I got them after I already left. But like, I feel I feel like they weren't that heavy. Like they were probably maybe like six or seven ounces max. And as far as like what you said about um like walking downhill and stuff, that definitely sucks, and I I learned that lesson on previous hikes because I'd always just used shitty flip flops for camp shoes. Right, and so I would always like deliberately like make a point to make sure that all of my chores that require like walking around the campsite, whether to get water, hang a bear bag, whatever, set my stuff up, I would always do that like before I actually like took my shoes off. And then, you know, once all that stuff was taken care of, then I would actually go and like put the camp shoes on. And at that point, that was like my my cue to just like chill like i'm done like all i gotta do now is like cook food eat it and then like go to bed like that's it (laughs) maybe chill a little bit you know so i don't know that's that's kind of how i that's kind of how i got around that i guess yeah i definitely enjoyed having the camp shoes like when i was carrying them but i was like you know i was just in that quest of for an ever lower base weight i was like i don't need these but they are really (laughs) nice they're they're very very comfortable for sure for sure um Let's let's take a couple more minutes here. We're at just just about an hour, but you know, I usually have these go a little bit longer. So, let's talk about clothing because I feel like that's the last like major like yeah. item that you carry hiking um that oh oh I oh I forgot to say my trekking poles because I don't have them on my list because I count them as worn. That's right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Ultralight jerk would be proud. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what was I going <laughs> to say? So yeah, I have a lucky uh, yeah, Lecky Cork Lights. And again, 2014, I cannot believe these trekking poles have not broken. Like, I was telling Flossie before our foothills hike last week, I was like, there's like, these poles are going to break. Like, there's like, they, they literally look like they've been in a battle. Like, they look like <laughs> they've been shot. Like, yeah. the straps are all torn up. Like, <laughs> they don't even collapse anymore. Like, I can't even, I had to like use a guitar case when I brought them on, like, uh, when I checked them on the plane, because like, I couldn't collapse them and fit them in a normal suitcase. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to find like my longest, like, piece of like baggage, like luggage that I could, I could use. Oh, and my gosh, they're still that's crazy. like, they're still standing. Like, I feel like I should replace them, but. Like I, I just can't bring myself to like this. Yeah, sick. there's still. It's hard when the gear is still working to get rid of it. It's so crazy. I've probably used those things on over three thousand miles because every, because not just every single backpacking trip, like my pack, but every single hike I've done since oh, wow, 2014. Like, oh, because I, I bring them on day hikes. I bring them yeah. on every, anytime I'm on the trail, I bring these things. And Dang. like every single time I've hiked since then, including an entire through hike of the AT, an entire through hike of the Long Trail. A failed attempt to the Northfield to Plastic Trail. I could go on just like so many fucking hikes and they're still not broken. Like I've replaced the tips. I don't even know how many times by now, but like the actual poles themselves still going strong. So like they don't, they don't even, the new versions of the cork legs don't even like look like my poles anymore. Like yeah. people have asked me like what kind of poles they are. I'm like the cork lights and they, 
they're like, oh, really? Like they don't they don't get it because like it's just so old. Yours is like a it. relic from an old ancient time. <laughs> they're sick, Lecky. You're killing it. You're killing it for sure. All right, you let's, seem, let's, you no, seem to pick ahead. like the gear that lasts the longest. Like you seem to have a, a sense for it. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. That's that's crazy. I I like want my gear to break now so I can like get better stuff and like be all <laughs> yeah, excited about ju- it again. You know, like <laughs> justify getting new stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about clothing just for another couple minutes here. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about the the down jackets already a little bit, but like. Like what yep. were you doing for uh, clothing? Yeah, so I, the things I was wearing pretty much every day, I had um, one of those long sleeve button down um, like Columbia fishing shirts. So, you know, kind of big and baggy. Um, Typical and, hiker trash. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty standard. <laughs> so and yours um, wasn't like a Hawaiian shirt, like all the PCT. No, members, so. yeah, it wasn't Hawaiian. Well, the thing is like I, the Hawaiian ones usually are like uh, they're short sleeve. And I like having the long sleeves because um, – you can so they're good for sun obviously which is not really a big deal in the at but the sun coverage is really good but bugs too really like mm-hmm. i mean if it's if it's buggy out which it does get buggy in the at like having being able to roll the sleeves up and down was super nice um having buttons is so nice to just be able to open your shirt up and like i mean i had in the heat of the summer like i would just have all the buttons open like just shirt flapping everything like, i just didn't care i was so hot i was like i was willing to do just about anything to to be you know be cooler so i just had it like you know, it was, it was just nice because it's a very like, you know, it, it handles a lot of different conditions well and it adapts to different conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for shorts, I always had a, some kind of running shorts. Um, I never really hiked in pants, which maybe I should have because I got Lyme disease when I was on the on the AT, but it was just so hot. There was no way I could I could do that. So I had running shorts um, and I started out with like a nicer pair and then like they tore a hole in the middle. So I got these like women's uh, pink and black ones. This is the ones classic. you saw from classic from Wal- AT, classic yeah. through hiker. Oh man, from Walmart. They were way too short. And I remember, like, I had this weird tan line where you could see, you know, you could see like where my old shorts had gone to, and the new <laughs> ones were like clearly like a couple inches shorter. But I was like, I'm just. This is the first. This is like the best time of my life to wear the weirdest looking stuff, and like it doesn't matter. You know, I'm just gonna embrace this. So, <laughs> so that was good. that was that was kind of fun. And then um. Uh, for socks, I pretty much always wear darn toughs. I try. Hell to yeah, I'm wearing them of... right now. Let's go. Oh, nice. Got a rep Vermont. Hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, I honestly, they just last so much longer. Other socks just t- just busted holes in them. I had some in Gingies for a little bit, but they started to wear a hole like so quickly. So I, I was like, you know, I, and just the way you can replace them. Like I went to a actually it was in Vermont. Like I just swapped out a pair that had a hole in them. These had, had had them for like a long time. They had a, and they finally got a hole. And I just swapped them out at a for free at a uh, an outfitter. And it's just like a it's a really good deal. They are kind of like thicker, so they'll hold water and they'll maybe make your feet sweat a bit more. But honestly, they're just I, they're I really so like comfortable socks. too. Like yeah. I once I started hiking in darn tough way back when. Um, yeah, I haven't looked back, and I probably never will. Honestly, I mean, I I literally like I said, I'm wearing them. Yeah, I'm wearing them right now. Like I yeah. wear this shit just like every day, anyways. Oh like, yeah, even when I'm not hiking. So yeah, yeah, I I've love them all winter. Please sponsor, <laughs> please. Uh, and then for shoes, I used two different kinds of shoes. First, I started out with um, Brooks Cascadia, which I liked, but then I was getting some uh, pain in the front of my knee, and I kind of googled around and saw that like if you heel strike a lot you can maybe that might be a cause of it so i switched to zero drop shoes so i switched to ultras because it helps you it, for me i found it easier to midfoot strike if i don't have a giant okay. heel on there um and i use those until the end of the hike i really really liked them and um I, I although i should say i had like two different like pretty big foot not big but i had some fairly significant 
foot injuries, so I maybe shouldn't be the best person to ask for advice on that. But <laughs> ultras are very, um, they're very popular. Oh, yeah. Zero- we, we, your philosophy and I were actually just talking about this on our yeah. episode last night, uh, last week's episode by the time you hear this. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're super popular for sure. Right. And, but I, what I'd say about shoes, especially it's super personal, just like try the best thing you can do is like try a bunch of them. If you go to REI, you can return them, um, you know, within a year. And so I really just, I would say try a bunch. Like I would just, when you see people recommend shoes, just take that as like, put that on your list of things to try. Don't just like try it and go yeah, all in. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Shoes are super personal. Um, and then let's see other types of clothing I wore consistently. So I carried a pair of wind pants, which were really awesome. They were actually... See, I'm actually, surprised an ultralighter like you would carry wind pants, honestly. No, wind pants are pretty popular. Like, because um, a lot of people carry like, you know, thicker insulated yoga pants like you athletic pants like i don't know you had something like that i feel like i guess that's true see i was thinking more in terms of like using them for like rain like kind of like rain pants but i guess i by the end there i did have a pair of like actual like columbia hiking pants yeah yeah so that's fair that's fair i take it back i take it back no no no. it's just like the the thing i like about them is like so they're they're obviously much lighter than like insulated pants um and they uh so they're good for sun uh, they're good for wind if it's cold, obviously. And they're really good for bugs, too. And, like, um, overgrown bushes and stuff. Like, if it's not, like, super tough stuff, you know, if you just want to keep, like, all the bushes from scratching you up a little bit, like, it can help a bit. If they're really scratchy, they're going to tear the pants up. But um, the pair I had were just, I think they're called body wrappers. They're, like, $20 on Amazon. They're actually ballet warm-up pants. So the photo <laughs> is literally, like, people, like, doing ballet and, like, stretching and stuff. Wait, and sorry, so, Baker. What are they called again? I'm going to write this down. I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure they're called body wrappers. Um, like, <laughs> uh, R, like, W, like a like a candy wrapper. I'm, gotcha, I'm gotcha. Like, pretty sure. And they're, they're, like, three, like, they're three ounces, three and a half ounces for the large size or whatever. I don't know. So they're they're not the lightest wind pants, but they're, like, like a fifth the price of, like, actual nice wind pants. And maybe a little more durable, too. But I really liked them. I actually, actually I also would sleep in them at night. Like, I would... Um, I, so I could some, wear something sort of like something other than my running shorts at night. I would sleep in those um, uh, wait, during the did, summer. Are these women's pants too? They they have men's ones, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe there's just one uh, one sex for them. But they, yeah, the, the the photo should be people like warming up on ba- doing some ballet. Yeah, that's stuff. what I'm looking at right now. So yeah, funny. <laughs> they're they're awesome. I mean, I I I definitely like them. Uh, let's see. I also carry the frog togs, like you said. Um, honestly, I don't really know. Like I would say a rain jacket it can also be your windbreaker like it, the frog togs were really good they're they're super cheap um they're not durable so they probably only last you like one through hike yeah. but the good the good thing is um they don't wet through like a lot of rain jackets that have like waterproof breathable fabric so they, they'll wet through i actually carried it i forgot i had another rain jacket for the floor trail and the um and part of the first part of the at but the jacket wet through like it just like the material was it, eventually the DWR, the durable water resistant um, layer will eventually wear off and it you'll ja- your jacket will soak through. I never had the frog togs soak through and they weighed like half the weight of the other rain jacket. So um, I would just say like, and the, the good thing is because they're, they're usually, they, they make them, they fit them oversized. Like they don't have any ventilation, like no pit zips or anything, but um, you, they're so baggy that they do kind of ventilate pretty well. And honestly, if you're sweating when you're raining um, and it's warm out, you probably could just, take your rain jacket yeah, off. Yeah, you like you're don't just, even need it at that You're point. just going to get wet from sweat in the inside. So you get like a free shower if you just don't wear your rain jacket. So, um, but <laughs> as lo- a, I, I, Oh, sorry, I, sorry. I was say, I think I honestly wore it as a wind jacket more because uh, when, mostly when it was raining, it was hot in the summer, but then like in Maine and Arizona, it was cold. And so I mostly wore it as like a wind jacket. Yeah, and actually, same it here, works well. for sure. 
Yeah, th- those things are those things are like surprisingly warm too, because it's pretty much just a trash bag. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's it, what it, it feels like. You just feel it, like you're wrapping a trash bag around you. Basically. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a waterproof hospital gown. Is kind of what I think of it. Pretty as. much, like, it's, yeah. It's but pretty... they're they're hella cheap and they're hella light too. So yeah, I, I no, like really them a good. lot. I've always pretty much used frog togs for uh, rain gear, and yeah. Um, uh, is that it for clothing? Uh, there's some other some other things, um, like hats and gloves and whatever. Um, so I did, I wore a couple different kinds of hats. Like I wore on the floor chair, I wore this big goofy straw hat. Cause there's some kind of open exposed sunny sections. And that was just kind of a goofy hat. I thought it'd be fun to wear on the AT. I just wore like a baseball cap. It's not sunny enough to warrant like a heavy duty hat I felt, but then on Arizona trail, I switched back to a bigger, it's like a wide brim hat and has like a flappy thing that goes down your neck, um, that covers you from the sun. So like hat, you know, different kinds of hats are pretty, like you want to just consider what, how much sun exposure you're going to be getting when you're trying to choose like something to wear that's like a pretty obvious thing um mm-hmm. for gloves i my hands got really cold in arizona a few times with these crappy gloves i had um and i actually had like a maybe some mild frostbite because the tips of my fingers were kind of numb so what i actually found was that like you can wear like a thin liner glove and then like a thicker glove over it so just like you layer your normal clothes like you can layer gloves too and they design gloves that are be, maybe worn over um you know over a thinner glove and so I would say like, yeah, for me, my hands get really cold. So I had to carry some kind of glove. Um, and then also I, in Arizona, I picked up a balaclava because my face and head and neck were getting really cold. Um, and the hood from the, like, it just, the hood wasn't covering from the frog talk. It wasn't, wasn't making me warm enough. So I wore a balaclava. It's a really versatile piece of gear. I actually liked it a lot. So it's, I would look in, look into that. A lot of people wear them as like headbands to keep hair out of their face and like as a sweatband uh, mm-hmm. when it's hot out. For me, I really liked them in the cold. Like you can pull it up over your nose and mouth you can pull it down if you just want to cover your ears and stuff it's yeah. a it's a very versatile piece of gear i think cool um that's probably that's probably it okay um yeah damn we we got detailed here i like it um so i'll just go through mine like real real quick because i don't really have that much stuff um frog togs like we already said i just had like a just like a polyester like fleece um i don't even know what the brand is just it was just like a something i I actually didn't even buy it. I fucking I got it at a my fraternity house in college. I someone someone like thought go. it was mine. Or no, they they thought it was one of my friends. Like, oh, can you give this back to uh, Josh? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then I brought it to Josh and he's like, No, it's not mine. <laughs> I already Never have seen one. it. So I was like, Alright, well I guess it's mine now. So that thing's awesome. Um There you go. Um, let's see. I so I guess one thing that differs from you, because everything else is kind of the same, is uh I like to bring long underwear for just like when i'm around camp and when i sleep um so that i mean they're not too like heavy and i just think it's like comfortable too because like i i used to just like sleep in shorts like even but even during the summer now i I like to have the long underwear just because i found that having my like grimy legs like like rubbing against each other while i was sleeping like wasn't the most comfortable thing so that's true long underwear for sure um uh let's see hiking clothes I, i yeah i just had like a pair of I started out with like a pair of uh, like shorts that are like men's running shorts that are like they're not as short as like women's like short shorts, but they're kind of short. I guess I would call them short shorts. And I'd, I'd had these things for like literally years before I'd hiked in them, I'd ran in them. And by the time I got to like New York, there was like such a big hole in the crotch that I literally yeah. had to buy a pair of underwear because like <laughs> if I had sat down, I would just straight like flash everybody. And yeah, that <laughs> was, was, that was why I had to that. replace mine too. It was, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did end up replacing them again. Um, 
and uh sure i wore just like just like a athletic shirt just whatever that material is i'm i actually have it on the on my wall now i'm looking at it right now <laughs> i have it pinned like up. framed up there or oh hell yeah dude hell nice yeah. um and then I, I, I bought, so I, my shirt was blue and my, the trail runners that I started out with, which are La Sportiva Wildcats, by the way, I guess I forgot about that, um, which I've hiked in for ages and I love those things. Um, the, the, so the shoes in my shirt were both blue. So like I wanted to buy just like a blue trucker hat, just like something with like some mesh on it. That was just like a ball cap. And I, I went on eBay. I, I, I like, I found like the perfect hat, right? This thing, it's, it says a carl's cotton on it it's just like some guy that has like a little ebay store that just like has like a little i think i guess his family used to have like a cotton business or something i, I don't know what it is but it just says carl's cotton on it, just like a blue hat and <laughs> i need to post a picture of this on my instagram because i actually just bought another one a couple days ago and the one <laughs> they're like dark blue and i like when they like they're brand new like the one i started out with is dark blue and the one that I wore on the AT, the entire trail now, literally is like white almost. Like I was it, gonna it, say, I don't lost... remember a blue hat at all, dude. I I need to post this picture on my Instagram, a picture of the the new one and the old one, like the exact same hat, and just like one of them never hiked in brand new, and the other one so hiked two thousand miles in. That hat was blue when you started. It, not just blue; it was dark blue, dude. Oh like, my gosh, I'm, like that's, that's how much it faded. It's so funny. But Dang. shout out to Carl's Cotton. Um, <laughs> he actually he hooked me up, dude. I when I when I put my order in for this latest hat, I told him that I wore the other one on the AT and stuff, and he yeah. he thought that was really cool, and he like threw in an extra hat and stuff. So oh, <laughs> shout nice. out to Carl's Cotton. Sponsored, sponsored. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I think uh, I think. I think we're going to wrap it up before we start talking about like tent stakes and toothbrushes and all that stuff. So you sure you don't want to <laughs> really get into the minutia of different Ziploc bags? Ooh, different weighing Ziploc bags. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've, I've probably tried to weigh Ziploc bags, but they're just not on my gear list because mm. they probably just didn't register on the scale. So got to have a, got to have a more precise scale. Got to measure sure, in grams. Right. That's the key. It's maybe. all about the grams. Yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, dude, that this was, this was awesome. Baker. Uh, thanks so much for, coming on round two maybe round three at some point in the future i always you have I mean? a lot of fun talking to you so maybe, maybe we'll me. get even more sarcasm on round three we're gonna step it up notch by notch with each episode so i love it i love it oh i can i can bring the sarcasm all day that's no hell problem yeah. hell yeah thank you so much man to every actually no your instagram real quick what's your uh, instagram if people want to go follow you it is at b bocorny that's b b o k o r n e y dope um yeah thanks so much for listening everybody so i i've been neglecting to list like the places that people listen to the show for the last couple episodes mostly because i haven't gotten any new ones and i'm just sick of saying the same thing but i did get a couple new ones one from baker i'll let him say that one but i also got another one in an email today so to everybody listening enjoy the rest of your drive or your hike or your treadmill run or your work that's when i usually listen to him these days or your uh, snow shoveling, which I guess it's not much snow out there anymore. So uh, yeah, lawn, mowing, lawn mowing is the one you gave me last oh, time. Lawn mowing's, yeah, this is peak lawn mowing season. It's really kicking up. <laughs> peak podcast. You might have to turn it up pretty loud, I guess, for that. Yeah, it's got to be insanely loud. <laughs> um, and then the one I got today was in the shower. So enjoy the rest of oh, your shower. Yeah. Uh, if you're the person that sent me that. Um, and then Baker, what's what's your new what's your new one? doing yoga as you know on the trail i was stretching constantly so i'm trying to step up my stretching game i feel like yoga is you know that's the next uh 
the next level up. So yeah, doing yoga and and I don't like being all zen and quiet and trying to <laughs> and then focus having on my breathing. Me, I'm like, like fumbling over my words and you're, you're like, I don't know how that yeah, works. Just, but just <laughs> dropping f bombs and stuff. Like I don't want to be. I don't want zen. I just you know I just want to listen to Nars. Just want Nars. Sweet voice. <laughs> no zen on Nars. All right. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so thank you, thank you again, man, and everybody listening. Thank you so much. Peace out. Bye.